I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With what? a dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That is Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe, I think, still lives in L.A., unless it's changed in the time that I've talked to him. Um, we have been friends for over a decade, and each week, without fail, we call one another and we catch up. We never fail. In fact, the yep. past, I'm going to say the most the, the two shows before this, the past two shows, have been the best we've ever done. <laughs> yep, each week. Um, yeah, so I made the joke that you moved because, like, it's been so long. Not only, like, since we've called and done this, like, podcast, it's been two weeks, um, but also, like, we haven't talked in that time at all, right? Like, basically, we're like, can you record tonight? Uh, how about tomorrow? I can't do tomorrow. How about we skip this week? Yeah. Like, that's all we've even talked about. I feel there was some making fun of Joseph L. Buhecker in there. Oh, you're right, actually. <laughs> But that's not like personally catching up. That's just us making fun of him. Well, here's what's funny. You and I could be fighting. We could be hating each other, (laughs) right? We could be like, I'm so fucking Mike Lawson, man. I wish he was following that goddamn Golden Gate Bridge, right? (laughs) And Boo Hacker can say something and you and I will team up. (laughs) He text messages us. But I think that it's fairly – the teasing gets spread around pretty fairly. Whoever says something stupid gets – beat to shit no matter who it is yeah so he'll send us a text message and then we spend an entire day beating him up um you're right we we join forces but anyway you know it's been a few weeks mike lawson i'm dying to know how your trip to phoenix arizona went oh yeah and how your christmas went well christmas was fine but um like you said i went to phoenix for christmas i was only there for four nights um which it turns out it was like half a Hanukkah. The perfect length. Yeah. I was there for half a Hanukkah. Half mm-hmm. of a Hanukkah, not the actual mm-hmm. Hanukkah. And my parents are like old and boring. I feel like our parents are pretty close in age. Yeah. I think they are. Um and uh, my parents are like just boring and and I'm not saying that that's bad, but it doesn't feel like vacation when I go there either. It's like to me, vacation is sitting in my bed and burning through my own Netflix queue. But mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm there, I have to like watch TV with them and do what they want to do. And I feel like my mom feels the same way. Like she has to entertain me and both of us are on edge and like, I don't know. It's not very relaxing. Um, so do you Hulu? I do. Yeah. I love this but it's- Hulu. I just discovered Hulu. I love it. What? You just discovered Hulu? I've been on Well, you never want like I'm not going to pay for this Hulu and then I started paying for it. Worth and it. uh oh, so worth it. I I I'm almost at the point where I might cancel Netflix. Well, I do both. People actually start realizing um if like funds were an issue, you could cancel Netflix, but you're going to need it because in a minute everything on TV just 
disappears. And so oh. Hulu is like a ghost town unless you're going to watch old episodes of like Bewitched or something. Well, which, I've been watching a lot of old movies. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of just slows down and it kind of everything goes to Netflix and I find myself never going to Hulu and then TV starts again and then I'm back. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to your parent. Gosh, how boring are your parents? Anyway, have you ever heard of Hulu? <laughs> That's his whole show. It's like Joe interrupting Mike's stories to talk about things Joe wants to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we should change the name yeah. to that. <laughs> so I'm there. Welcome to Catching Up. Christmas is good, but we're all adults. And I think you might kind of understand this, even though you now have kids. You have the nieces in your family. But yeah. Christmas is all about kids. Like, without kids, it's kind of just dumb. Like, Basically, I gave $100 worth of Amazon stuff to someone who bought me $100 worth of Amazon stuff. Oh, I said, Do you know I don't what get I mean? that. It's yeah. just shuffling money around. Like, it's just pointless. My mom, so you're funny, funny to do that. For Christmas, I was like, I don't know what to get Mike and Danielle. Mike and Danielle are my brother and sister in law. And she's like, Well, I know that they're getting you an Amazon card. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And she goes, You should get them an Amazon card. <laughs> I was like, That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you should just write them a card. That says, here's your Amazon card. And then when they give it to you, just say, you give me my gift first. And then take the card and put it in your card to give to them. I, I know. It's so dumb. But I do love Amazon cards, though. The family decided this year, because we're all adults, we're all just shifting money around, that next year we're going to do a trip instead. So, well, they are going to do a trip because they're all going to come to San Francisco. So we won't do any oh, presents. It's like They're the just, Griswolds. Yeah. <laughs> We're just all going to pay for travel and Airbnb. We'll do good restaurants. We'll rent a car and do a few touristy things and just have fun here. Mm -hmm. Spend the same amount of money, but like have a good trip out of it instead. Mm -hmm. um, but Joey, while I'm away, and I'm going to whisper a little bit because this is, has to do with my house. Okay. Um is the I, Christmas tree still up, by the way? Yeah, of course. It'll be here till my birthday. Easily. Okay. You can remind me of that question in future episodes. All right. Um, but while I'm away, I know that the owners of my house were hosting a Christmas dinner here. Okay? Okay. Small, sure. small group of one of their families, like less than 10 people. Okay? In okay. fact, I saw photos on Facebook Christmas Day, so I know exactly who was here. Group photo. Exactly who was there. Yeah. Colonel Mustard. Yep. Uh, Professor Ladies, Miss Scarlet. Is it Professor, Professor Plum? Plum? Yeah. Miss White. Yeah. So when I get home, my roommate, Alex, I'm in, I'm like yeah. rolling my luggage in. That's like, I just got rolling home. Rolling it in. Mm -hmm. And my roommate says, Alex, he goes, hope you don't mind. I put my sister up in your bed Christmas day. How does that make you feel? Like just off the black, off the bat. I hope you don't mind. I did that. It would bother me, but I realize it shouldn't bother me. So my initial reaction, I'm like, no problem. I move on. What's good about mm -hmm. fighting at it? Like at that point, no. But take let me it ask back. you. Let, let me ask you this question. Let's say he texted you. Good point. Yeah. In in Phoenix. Hey, listen. Um. My my sister, I think my sister's gonna need a place to stay tonight. Do you mind if she sleeps in your bed? That's a great point because in my head, um, I got a little bit upset, 
And then I started thinking like, if he had just asked permission, I would have been, this would have been a hundred, a hundred percent different. I would have said, yes, I would have had a problem with it and been upset, but that would have been all on me. But right mm-hmm. now I'm like upset and uncomfortable and it's on him. Mm-hmm. I should tell you too, on the Facebook picture, I saw the dinner. Remember it wasn't just his sister. It was his sister and her boyfriend Two, So two people slept mm-hmm. on my bed. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, when I got to my room, Joey, like, this is my space. I didn't expect to have anyone even come into the room, let alone sleep in it. Well, you it. know that they, they slept in your bed and then, like, in the morning, like, analyzed your shit. Yeah, of course they did. And, Joey, my underwear drawer is wide open. Well, my bed. People just love your underwear. I know. My bedside drawer is open and there's lube in there. That's Joe. what would bother me. That You, you know what? If – I'm going to go another version of where it'd be different. If he, if I would have been there, let's say I were you, right? And I was still there. I'm, I'm packing to go to Phoenix or something, right? Yeah. And he says, hey, listen, uh, my sister's going to be in town. Would you mind if she slept in your room? I would be totally okay with it because then it would give me the chance to hide the lube. Yep. H- hide yeah, exactly. uh, hide and my condoms. In my head, if he had Hide text- my dead twinks. <laughs> if he had texted me. I could have said like, "Hey, will you just like go in and make sure like the lube is what I, you know what I mean? Like maybe I would have felt more comfortable doing that." But yeah. my medicine cat like all, everything that could possibly be embarrassing is open and visible. Maybe I need to start closing things, but I don't know. I pay a good amount of rent to not have to close things, okay? Yeah. So I'm starting to get more and more pissed. And I Oh, I should also point out, I returned from Phoenix. This was late Sunday night, and I had to work early Monday. And I'm at work, I'm in the middle of this like pretty big campaign. So I'm pulling mm-hmm. long days. This is part of the reason we haven't recorded because I'm uh, just long days, really busy. When I'm not pulling a long day, I'm like hanging out with Steve. You know what I mean? So Is long day one of your uh, Vietnamese boys? So I don't have time to wash my sheets. So like... I don't know, like, maybe if I had been able to prepare this, if I had, like, some sort of plan mm-hmm. and I knew I was coming home to dirty sheets, I could have, like, thought of, you know what I mean? Like, I had no, yeah. I, I had to sleep on these same sheets for almost five days until I had time to clean, to wash them. Mm-hmm. But then, Joey, I was text messaging with my other roommate, Mario, who was also yeah. out of town for Christmas. And mm-hmm. during the text message, he's like, hey, I know this is weird. But do you think someone could have slept in my bed over Christmas? So oh. I told him what I what I was told. But it mm-hmm. turns out somebody also slept in his bed. That but they bo- didn't tell him? No, nobody told him. He only knew because he had um, like piles of clean laundry on his bed that were moved to the floor. Oh. Isn't that weird? I was thinking of saying something like, hey, I'm not mad, but it just would make me more comfortable if next time – you t- I don't know. Hey, I'm not mad, but you do realize I'm a sociopath and I will murder you in your sleep. Not murder. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You You know what? You're kind of like a mild sociopath. So you'll like put like poison, not poison, uh, I'm not, like, something like like throw like lemon juice on them after they shave. Like something that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. You're right. Yeah. Or um, a laxative in their like coffee or something. Yeah. Something that like uh, the kid from Home Alone would have done. <laughs> That's exactly who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is I even um, had the same 
conversation about text if I would feel different if it, there had been a text beforehand, and I felt and I said that I would for sure. I don't know for some reason it's the fact that I was never asked that really irks. What would you do? Well, I've I've had something similar like this happen to me in college when I lived with Hector. And he would have, I would be gone or something. I would come back and I, I would have it where I'd come back and there would be like these like two Colombian chicks in my bed. Yeah. And I'd be like, what some weird way, here? I do feel like college is different. Like, remember my first apartment with Carly and Cindy and all of them? Like yes. that kind of bullshit happens all the, would happen all the time. Like I would be sleeping and somebody would walk in and like hang out. I don't know. For some reason, that's a little bit different. I hated it then too. Yeah. Uh, what's up with you? Anything? I mean, I'm sure you probably don't have very many stories to tell, but I was telling Mike. Did you, did you see we, Mike? Mike and I have this thing called a Trello. No other show uses this. Um, and one of the the sections is called parking lot, and that's where we have stories we can save for a later date. Do you see how many? St- oh no! And narrowed it down to two. Yeah, I have two extra stories in the parking lot. I have so many stories. So many. But uh, I'm just going to tell these two. So uh, I had to go to a butcher shop <laughs> recently because, you know, well, remember I said I didn't want to give my brother an Amazon card? Yeah. Right? I decided to make him a slab of bacon. Okay. For Christmas. What does it mean by make him, though? Isn't it just go buy him and you say cut it and give it to me? What, no. What, what kind of what kind of work on your part goes into making it? I'm going to tell you. I bought – well, so then I also promised this to Chris and Mercedes because, you know, again, what do you buy rich people? You yeah. know, something that bacon. you make. Pork. Yeah, bacon. Pork. Pork. <laughs> what do you buy a Jewish man? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he's barely Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I made them made them a slab of bacon, and made, of course, my parents want one, and then I just have an ex. So, I have an extra fourth one. Okay, <laughs> well, because they only you can only buy them in two. Oh, okay. So, I go to this butcher. Uh, I, I find him like I don't even know how I find him because he wasn't even listed in Yelp. This I feel like wasn't... my mom has like this drawer in her house, um, like yeah. a big drawer of things like, oh, so and so is coming over and it's the week before Christmas. She opens it and there's like, I don't know, a vanilla candle with a red bow on it, and she just gives it out. You could mm-hmm. just put this extra slab of bacon in your drawer because you never know who might come over. You never over. know. People might be coming over. They might want some, yeah, they need a gift. Oh, give uh, Aunt Martha that bacon. <laughs> uh-huh. So anyway, uh, uh, so what I decided to do was make my own bacon. And what that entails is getting pork belly mm-hmm. and putting a cure on it. That means I use um, uh, this, uh, this pink salt called... Um, Pink salt cure number one or something like that, right? It has another – prog powder is another name for it. Prog powder number one. And then you just mix it with salt and sugar and maple syrup and all this stuff and you rub it all over the bacon. And then it has to cure on the pork belly. And then it cures for a week. In the f- – like fridge? Or in the fridge, out- yeah. Oh, you wow. put it in a, in a zip – in a big Ziploc bag yeah. and you, you just wrap it up and you just let it sit for a week. But that's actually what the prog powder does. The prog powder – 
uh, doesn't let any kind of bacteria form mm. or anything like that. It keeps Does it, it from take rotting. up a? How big are these things? Was it taking up well, tons of fridge? Space? That's why it came in fours. Is the actual pork bellies themselves are kind of big, but I had the butcher cut them in two. Oh, okay. In case I had four. Cool. So anyway, the point is, I go to the. I saw. I I go on. I, this butcher's not even on Yelp, right? I don't even know. I don't even remember how I found this butcher, but I find a butcher in a random part of Pomona. Oh. Right, a random part of Pomona, and I go to this this butcher, and it's like a butcher like out of like you don't see butchers like this anymore. Like it's like, like I walk in and there's sides of beef just hanging there. Yeah. Right, and uh, there's a couple people in there. Someone's helping them, and I'm standing there looking at all the different meat hanging around. And this old man says to me, "What can I do for you?" And I go, "Listen." I'm uh, going to make some bacon, and uh, I need pork bellies. And he goes, how much do you need? I have a, a hundred of them. And I go, two. <laughs> and he goes, oh, let me show them to you. So he, he starts showing me He starts showing me around the entire butcher shop. He has these, like, giant, you know, like those giant, giant freezers? Mike, the freezers were the size, it would be, like, $5,000 a month apartments in San Francisco. Yeah. That's absolutely. how big they were. They were gigantic with just meat huh. and cold, cold. Like he just, just, it was just rooms and rooms of meat. He's showing me around. Right. So he goes, Oh, here's I, your pork bellies. I feel like Go we ahead. would have something like that up here, but it would be like hipster run and oh, they would be hold on for a like second. so we're, much money for it. We're having, we're out to the end of the story at Mike Lawson. Oh, so then I go, uh, yeah, there's this old Mexican man. And there's a cute Mexican boy working there, too. It was his first day. Ugh, I was in love. Ugh. Anyway. You were in a meat market? Yeah, I know. I was in a literal <laughs> meat market. So then uh, so the guy goes, uh, let me pat, let me uh, cut these pork bellies for you because I, I needed them in five-pound hunks. And he goes, okay. And by the way, I my hands are covered in blood because I've been digging through meat and doing all this stuff, right? And I go, I'm washing my hands, and he says, uh, listen, do you qualify for a $750,000 loan? Wait, what? And I was like, how much are these pork bellies? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, no, I'm 83 years old, I want to retire, I like you, and I want you to buy the butcher shop. What? Yeah. That's weird, but kind of cool. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, 750000 you say, huh? And I go, I don't know if I want to buy a butcher shop. Yeah. But uh, I was talking about it with people. And one of my friends that I talked about it with was obsessed with me buying this butcher shop. Yeah. Right? She but hasn't it's dropped in Pomona. It. That's kind of a. Yeah, that's, that's actually a big negative. But I was saying what's funny is no one knows about this place, right? Like this guy's 83. He doesn't know about social media. He's not even really on Yelp. Yeah. I mean, he is. There's like two reviews. I finally found him, right? Yeah. And people love it, but he's like in a random part of Pomona. No one knows about it. He doesn't use social media. But again, like I said, he even said, they don't have butchers like this anymore. That's why I got to get out. I'm 83. I'm done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like, you know, if you had someone who was like hips, like turned into like a hipster, um, cause have you been to the hipster part of Pomona yet, Mike? Wait, there is a hipster? Part yeah, there's a hipster part of Pomona. No, I'm going to Pomona yeah. tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to the hipster part. Okay. And uh, 
he's uh, he's just outside of it. He's just outside of the hipster part. So I'm, I'm thinking with a little hipster magic, you could make this place into something special. Now look, I don't want to buy a, a butcher shop. And I have no desi- I have no desire to work in a butcher shop or own a butcher shop. Yeah, that's true. But um, if anybody wants a butcher shop in Pomona, but I, I hate that it, he's 83 because this place is magical. I think it would be interesting to also do a little bit of research about why there are no butcher shops like that anymore. Like, what's the reason that those have gone away? Is it because people don't want to stop at a separate place for me? Yeah, I think you can pretty much get sort of. I mean, for the the average person can just get what they need, right? At at the supermarket now. Granted, it's harder to find pork bellies, but hipsters you know? want to go an extra step to do something. Yes, and pay yes. a little and bit. He extra. would need to get into. He would need to get into the grass fed beef and stuff. like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Which he's not. He's like, I don't know what that bullshit is. Right. Right. Like I literally <laughs> bought elk. The reason he actually liked me was I had just gotten a new smoker for Christmas. Oh, did and you? My dad did too. Yeah. I huh. basically get the same gifts as a 60-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. So then uh, I go, listen, i got to season my smoker. And he goes, I have some elk bones. I go, I'll take it. So he was stoked that I took his elk bones. Because I like him. I'm going to give you his butcher shop. But can you imagine me, Joe Batanch, butcher? Yeah. <laughs> Could you really? Yeah, in a white, um, yeah, white, like a little white, white shirt, rolled-up sleeves with a white apron that's bloody. Yep. The one thing I I don't mind the blood. People are like, "What about the blood?" I go, "That that doesn't bother me." Like I look at raw meat, I handle raw meat. It doesn't bother me. Well, I feel like owning a butcher shop is hard work. That's hard work. Yeah. And you're. I wouldn't say that's not the first. If I'm if they're like, what career should Joe have for the rest of his life? A hard work would not be it. No. No. <laughs> Most of it's like you know. Last Monday, I. Uh, I uh, it was last Monday or Tuesday. I uh, hung out with cousin of the show Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And uh, he was on his last week of vacation, and he was he, he's been contemplating uh, cutting his teaching schedule down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, we were talking about how I was saying, you know, I could tutor. A billion hours a day. Full time if you wanted to. Full time. And I've done it before and I just hated my life. Hated it. Hated, hated my life. Now I just tutor less, but I have time to go to um, – we went to the science museum and then went and got – what did we go get? We went to go eat for me after that. And and then – oh, we went and got like – pho or something like that. Yeah. And then then went to a coffee house and sat there. You know, yeah. So I can I can do that stuff uh, when 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 I have that kind of schedule. But anyway, so butcher shop not for Joe. I think you would be a really good shop owner, though. Like I could see your personality doing well in the shop. I just don't I'm, know if butcher shops right. I wouldn't mind owning a deli. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. But then, would you make all the stuff too? I'm already done. You said that. (laughs) Maybe butcher shop's easier. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Uh, You know, if I'm not even joking, if the if the butcher shop had been in East LA, I probably actually sort of entertained it. Yeah, but Pomona, like, who's ever in Pomona? Nobody. Nobody. And my my flight leaves at six forty-five tomorrow morning. 
<laughs> a random part of Pomona, like a random. Act. Um, you know what? There's talk of me and you possibly hanging out. I'm going to drive you to this butcher shop so you can see how random okay. this place is. Okay. Cut to the guy doesn't remember me and he tries to sell me the butcher shop again. He, yeah. he sells it to everybody who comes in. I walk in and he's like, hey, sir, do you qualify for He gives for you a better a price because you're white. <laughs> he goes, do you qualify for a $400,000 loan? I'm like, wait a minute, what? You was $700,000 two weeks ago. Mm. You're Mexican. That's you're funny. Mexican too. Hmm. Anyway, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, um, I just told you how Christmas was kind of like not much of a vacation. Yeah. Um, and I've also told you that I've been working a lot on this campaign. So uh, when it came time for New Year's, I was really looking forward to that long holiday weekend. Uh, my roommates were out of town, all of them. <gasps> what if, Joey, what if I invited my sister over to sleep in my roommate's bed? When he was away, <laughs> um, but I turned away, uh, turned down a few invitations for like New Year's stuff. I really just wanted to relax. Okay, so Steve actually went to a party near my house, and he came over drunk later that night. But the entire day, New Year's Eve, does Steve get Asian glow? A little bit. It depends on what he drinks. I think. Okay. Um. We The entire day of New Year's Eve, I spent alone, and then the whole weekend, I just kind of relaxed, and I needed it. Um, we have You didn't a, do anything for New Year's Eve? No. Mm-mm. I'm so jealous. We have a fireplace, yeah. uh, which I've sat in front of and enjoyed many times, mm-hmm. but I've never actually built the fire. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there. I'm watching TV. It's cold on New Year's Eve here. So I'm like, you know what? How hard can it be to build a fire, right? So um, I decide to enjoy my romantic evening alone, and I mm-hmm. build a fire. Wait, where was Steve? He was at a. He went to a party. We talked. Why didn't like, you go to the party? I didn't want to do anything. Okay. I didn't want. To. Hey, look, I'm with you. I luckily got because I have friends who have kids. Yeah. Um, Mercedes and Chris threw an East Coast party, oh, so it fun. literally started at six. And they were like, please leave at 9. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, all right, happy new year. All right, 9.15, yeah. everyone go. I Did was you, home. I was in bed by 10. Netflix um, has, like, a fake New Year's Eve, too. You could play anytime you want. And it does, oh, like, really? a countdown and everything. And you could you could play it at dinner time if you want. Oh, for your kids, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Joe, we have firewood in the shed in the back, right? And I'm like... So this is going to be great. It's going to be relaxing. I bring in a few pieces. I also know that my roommate would sometimes start the fire with like newspaper or old mail, kind of like build the wood around it and get it started, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I build this little structure, and I'm not 100% ignorant on fire building, so I light the papers. I get it started. It all worked really well. I'm like, this is great. The fire ignites. And then the smoke starts rising, and Joey, the chimney, I guess, opens and closes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. And the smoke just is going straight into the living room. <laughs> so I'm, like, freaking out because I'm, like, it's like a dilemma. Should I rush and open the windows and doors, or should I, like, try to figure out how to open the chimney? Like, which is the best way, route to go? Which was, I wouldn't know how to open it. I know, I, know, I, know, I know that exists, but I don't know how to open it. But, like, me trying to figure out if I should, like... Should I temporarily solve the problem or should I permanently solve the problem, right? Resulted me in – I was basically paralyzed like a, like a statue of Stefan from Saturday Night Live. Like my hands are over my mouth. Like I just didn't know 
what to do. But mm-hmm. it turns out that there's a hidden switch lever thing, not even on the fireplace. It's like how did you find this? Three feet away. I just was looking all around the fireplace. It's like this lever. And you just it's super easy. You just pull it. It's like uh, weird though because it's sort of hidden behind our like surround sound system junk. Mm-hmm. So I finally got it open. Uh, the smoke starts doing what it's supposed to do, going out the chimney. But then once that was done, my heart rate is so elevated. I'm like so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know, just like not enjoying anything because I'm like hyped up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Steve came, Steve actually got here before midnight. Um, not much before midnight. So we went up to the sun deck on the roof and we watched fireworks. From our roof, you can see san francisco bay which is really nice and it was it was a good new year's but um i don't know it was just a whole relaxing weekend um which is good i think i needed it and also i had this resolution i was like i'm gonna give up drinking i'm gonna see how long it can last and i'm not even joking joey on january 2nd we went out and had drinks but it wasn't like oh i want to go have drinks it was just Socially, we went out, and I didn't even think, like, oh, yeah, I was going to not drink. So I lasted two oh, days with that. So th- did that count then? I don't know. I haven't had drinks since, I don't think. I'm going to say if you forgot, it doesn't count. Yeah, it's just it was just, like, I don't know, a couple of drinks at dinner, and we went to a bar after. But <laughs> what's up with you? Any other stories you want to tell? One of my many stories I have to tell is that last week... Um, I was hanging out with uh, boyfriend of the show. Now let me ask you this: I said cousin of the show earlier, but he's not. Richard's not your cousin, right? So like, I can't say cousin of the show, right? Why not? Because I would say friend of the show means it's both of our friends. Oh yeah, right. So like, if cousin of the show would be because it's your your and my cousin. Oh yeah, I so I think it's my cousin that. Richard. Yeah, and Cameron's not your boyfriend. Sure. Well, you're putting rules on something, but, like, you know that this is just something you made up. And so, however you want it to be, you can make it be. Well, I think when I say, like, when I say cousin of the show, I'm saying it's a joke. Yeah. Right? When I say boyfriend of the show, I think that's some sort of weird, I'm trying not to call him my boyfriend thing. So, if Uh, I say boyfriend of the show, it's it's not real. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm still not very comfortable with the whole boyfriend thing. Okay. Okay. He's way more comfortable with it than I am. He calls you his boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Just say it then. Mm, I don't like... Like, I know this sounds awful, but I don't like having a 22-year-old boyfriend. I really... I know it sounds... I was actually just watching an old famous movie called Rules of the Game by Jean Renoir. Uh Uh-huh. French movie. And uh, there's a part where an old man... I thought you were going to say Rick and Morty. (laughs) <laughs> I already saw that. Um, and there's a part where the old man's going to run off with this chick, right? And a young girl. And, and the young girl's friend tells him, like, she gets mad at the old man. She's like, she says something to the effect of, look, if you hook up with a, a young person, that's fine. But old people should date old people and young people should date young people. And I was like, she's so right. Yeah. I don't like this. I really don't like this. And the other thing is, did you point this out or did someone else point this out? Like, I like Cameron too much to date him. So, like, this can't end well. Does that make sense? I don't want Jose, too. 
Like, I want Cameron in my life for a very long time. Yeah. So. Okay, so anyway, that's not the point of the story. Yeah. Cameron, whatever. So Cameron and I were hanging out, and he goes, Oh, I want to take you to TBN, uh, TBN Studios. Do you know what the TBN Studios are? No. TBN. Okay, you know that. Okay, you know that Christian network with the chick with oh, the yeah. giant purple hair? Is it by South Coast Plot? Or, um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, in Costa Mesa. Right off the freeway. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, I, he goes, I've been there. He tells me, I've been there a few times, and I love it, and I want to take you there. You go inside? It, it's open to the public. And they have like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know this either, right? I've passed it a million times. And they have a lot of lights. Yeah, oh yeah. Like the grounds oh, yeah. are really nice. Mike, the like, grounds you can they have a driving tour you can do. Well, which I, I think didn't Cameron and I are gonna do that next. Kinda looks like small world at Christmas time. Yeah. At Disneyland. But Jesus. Right. Uh yeah. So um he goes, Let's go to this place, right? So we go we go I think we had lunch first, or we had lunch after, I can't remember. We had lunch after. That's not important. So we go to this place and I uh, I parked the car and we we parked the car next to like the most elaborate nativity scene you've ever seen in your entire. First of all, you drive through literal pearly gates. Let me yeah. tell you, it's a Christian <laughs> broadcasting. It's like the Trinity Broadcasting Network or something, okay. right? It's a Christian. Now, is the nativity scene up because it's the holiday season, or is yeah. it like year round? Yeah, yeah. It's year. I think. Well, it goes to like mid or late January at least. I think. Mm. So there's a, a very elaborate nativity scene, right? So we park. First of all, there's no one in this parking lot. The the parking lot is empty. Like I don't even. Where do the employees park? I don't know. Right. Parking lot completely empty. We park next to this nativity scene. We get out of the car. Cameron's already like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at the nativity scene. That's ridiculous." I go, "Listen, Cameron. We will make fun of this place when we get back (laughs) in the car. Okay." But I need you to be respectful when we're in there. And he's sure. like, oh, well, 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 what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? You don't think I can be respectful? That hurts my feelings that you don't think I can be respectful, right? Yeah. I, know how to, I know how to behave. And I go, I'm just telling you, behave inside of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, dumb, right? Yeah. So then we walk into this first. First of all, it looked like a Christian Donald Trump. Sure. Okay. Decorated this place. Like it's gaudy and gaudy, oh, gold everywhere. Like a really shitty recreation of like the um, Sistine Chapel ceiling, mm-hmm. right? So Christian, like, it, by the way. <laughs> I know. You walk. It is so. It looks. It looks <laughs> awful. It looks awful. Like a like if Donald Trump married a Persian woman, and then they just went to town on this decorating this place, right? So, as soon as we walk in the door, as soon as we walk in the door, one second in, Cameron's like, oh my god, look at this place, this is ridiculous! I'm all, Cameron, (laughs) seriously? He goes, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. And he's right, there was nobody there. But it's still, you don't know who's behind a, a door or something like that, just calm down. So then... Uh, first place we go is we go upstairs. They have like this whole room. It's the 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 name of the Paul and Jan Crouch were the people who ran this place. Yeah, you know, founded it. Paul Crouch died, I guess, a few years ago. So they had the Paul Crouch Memorial. Oh my god, this room is ridiculous. First of all, 
on one, it's a giant room. At the end of the room, imagine like a big giant hallway, is a huge memorial to Paul Crouch. They have his office recreated and everything. Shows of his plane constantly. But on the one wall, they have letters to him from dignitaries, right? Yeah. And some of them are like Roy Rogers and uh, Billy Graham. But Mike, a lot of these letters are like mass produced letters. What do you mean that, mass like, produced? Like, you know, like when Junk you get mail? from Ed Mc- <laughs> like, yeah, like when you get something from Ed McMahon. You know, and he's like, you could have won. Like, it's like that. So, like, like there's one from like Mother Teresa, clearly not written by like written by like a printer. You yeah. know, and it's like, thank you so much for the prayers when I was sick, Mother Teresa. But like clearly printed, you know, right? But like they form have it, like, letter f- reply. Yeah. Wow. And then Paul like, Crouch, th- by the way, I totally remember from TV. Like he was yeah. on TV like my whole childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. They they have that frame like in a gold frame, and they have a lot of those. Like just like, um, thanks for your contribution, um, <laughs> George Bush, right? But it's like framed like a super fancy fancy um, frame. You may qualify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've already won the Publishers Clearinghouse. Uh-huh. I have God a, is good. I have a butcher so any, shop for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Do you qualify for a seven hundred thousand dollar loan? Pork bellies. So then, on the other side of the room are these like super gaudy gold couches, mm-hmm. right? All over the place. But on the gold couches are stacks and stacks and stacks. I should have taken pictures. Like super thick stacks of blue paper. And when you get close to it, you see it's all prayers that people have sent in on the website. And from like recently, it's like. December 15th, 2015, it's not like six, Mike, stacks of blue prayer people asking. And some of them are sad because they're like. It's like people asking for prayer? or Yeah. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I have cancer, help, you know? Yeah. But then some of them are, so those are sad. Big softball game on Saturday. Yeah. No, yeah, some of them are dumb like that. One of them was like, please pray for my three sons. One of them has irritable bowel syndrome, and my youngest son is suing my oldest son. And I I love that one. It's my favorite one. Right. It's like hard to tell if it's a prayer uh, from TBN or a Judge Judy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. Or both. Actually. So, uh, yeah, the Judge Judy producers should comb through those prayers. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. So we go through that room. That room is ridiculous, right? And then we see a security guard, and the security guards are like, oh, did you see the virtual tour? And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, it's downstairs. So he goes, just go through the – you can look like there's nothing, but just go through the curtains. <gasps> so then we go downstairs, and there's like this super elaborate – like a fountain – and like this super, it looks like it's weird. It's like a, it's a weird room, right? Mm-hmm. And again, there's we haven't seen except for the security guard, we haven't seen another human being. And we go through this one door, and there's like a theater, like a very small theater, maybe it holds like fifty people. Okay. But then there's curtains where the stage would be, right? And then Cameron walks forward. And he looks at the curtains, like, oh my god, Joe. <laughs> And he opens the curtain, and I, and it opens up into, like, this, 
I can't describe the best way I can describe it is like a Christian haunted house. <laughs> because so I <laughs> Okay. If I had to guess what it is, I think they bring guests into this little theater and then they go, and now through the magic of Jesus, you're going to get to walk in his footsteps as he, what he must have seen as he carried the crucifix to his death, right? Okay. And then they open the curtains and it's this like super elaborate like maze, I guess you would put it, but it's made to look like, well, in their fantasy, what Jerusalem looked like. Yeah. It's like Jerusalem as done by like a crate and barrel, Persian crate and barrels like that, right? So then you walk through and then you're just walking along this like stone path and there's like dioramas, but there's like music is like, you know, that like children singing like, mm-hmm. like Latin songs. Yeah. And then does it have, there's like, like, I'm imagining like theater lighting, like, yes, like almost yes. like Disneyland walk yes. sort of thing. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then when you when you stop in certain places, there's like full figures having conversations with each other in Hebrew. <gasps> like animatronics? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you walk th- – and so you just walk through and just see all these like like little life-size dioramas of people speaking in Hebrew to each other. I don't know. I guess they're recreating what happened with Jesus. And then it just ends with like – like this really dark room with Jesus on a cross and a hill and lightning. And then you leave and you walk back out into the place. What? Yeah. Cameron and I in front of one of the dioramas, I'm like, oh, my God, we need to Snapchat us gay kissing in front of these <laughs> di- dioramas. But I was still but afraid of those people. Huh? But you didn't. No, I think people would have been grossed out. They would have been like, ugh. Not, oh, we don't have a problem that you're gay. But why that fat old man kissing that cute boy? <laughs> wouldn't it have been great if, if like somebody would have come in? If we, if we, wouldn't it be great if Cameron and I were doing that and someone could, like, hey God, hey you two, stop that! Like, oh what? You have a problem with us being gay? Like, no, we don't care about that. You're ugly. <laughs> we just don't you want should... dads kissing their sons like that here. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is, what is gross? Kid, you, kid, you can do way better than that. But it, you have to wonder, like, how – like, Orange County has over 12,000 homeless people. Like, how many of those yeah. people could they have, like, helped get back on their feet with that kind of money? Oh, oh. It's ridiculously they could expensive. The money me. vomited on this place. And, Mike, there's nobody there. And they don't charge. Well, It's yeah. free. So do they, they built this from the televangelist get, like, soliciting donations from people through TV, right? That's how they get their money, oh, I would guess, right? Cameron and I were watching it at his uh, back at his grandma's house. Yeah. They're actually brilliant at it. I'm not going to lie. It's beyond what you think. It's beyond what you think they're doing. Like What you just said right now is so 1980s televangelism. Because now they have commercials. It's actually really sad and creepy where they want you to put them in their will. Oh, and they shit. want you to like reverse mortgage your house with through them and give them all your money and they'll invest it for you and shit like that it's and then you live off the interest it's some weird ass shit like that right but they're like really give there's a part it's it's so fucking brazen and ballsy because there's a part where it's like um the best way to contribute the tbn is to remember us in your will 
you know, by giving us everything or at least a part of it, right? <laughs> but then in the in the there's like a text on there that says five thousand dollar minimum. Well, like there's a minimum. Like, if Jesus wasn't involved, would this be illegal? Do you think? Like, is that the protection they have? Like, it sounds like shady shit. Is it just because of Jesus that I don't know? There must be. So, they, I'm, I'm sure they have that stuff tied up. Like, they know how to, to do that. But yeah, yeah. That's the thing. We were walking around looking at this, and Cameron, as we're walking around, was like, "Hey, did you uh, like across the room? Did you see that video on YouTube of those uh, televangelists?" Um, like rationalizing why they deserve, like God wants them to have airplanes. <laughs> I've seen that though. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I've seen it too. But I was just like, dude, seriously. Yeah, try to be covert for a second. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we were in and out of that place in fifteen minutes. He couldn't hold it in for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're the one that wants to gay kiss in front of us, though. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron draws a line there. He's like, oh. Um, hey, Joe, I've got two news stories to talk to you about. Okay. And you're going to pick one. All right. Uh, number one is about the uh, crime that happened on BART this weekend. Uh, number two is about a new social app developed by the makers of Vine called Peach. Hmm. Can I ask you questions about these? One question. For each or one question for one both? One question total. Is there anything unique about this Bart rape case? Oh, there's no rape. Oh, but the Bart, what happened to the Bart? Just different crimes this weekend. Well, I guess there's anything unique about these crimes. Yeah. Okay, then I want to go with that. Okay. I'm opening it. Hold on. Okay, Joey, it was a atypical grisly weekend for public transit around the Bay, starting on Saturday evening, and this is captured in um, Instagram video, which I saw, which was very disturbing, um, and it was there's also a lot of photos on Twitter. One passenger was shot dead on a train near the West Oakland Station, uh, a shooting whose chaotic aftermath aftermath was captured on cell phones and shared via social media the train was en route to san francisco at the time so this is a train i take to um uh steve's house and basically oh so the- you take this train oh yeah 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 I'm- is this the train i took to go to twitter yeah oh. uh, so it's the stop right before you go under the bay um, okay. and someone was on the train there was a fight right before they got to west oakland there was a shooting uh the person who was shot died but the video, the social, the video I saw on social media is people on the ground of the the Bart train just fucking freaking out because they they don't know if somebody's like walking through the train shooting mm-hmm. just because they're like nuts or if this is like a fight that happened in the car next. They don't know. Yeah. Um, so they reached the station. The doors open. The the uh, shooter actually fled, and last I heard, was never caught. Uh, oh really yeah last i heard he wasn't caught but maybe by the time this comes out they will have caught the person i don't know but then joey early this morning on the downtown berkeley bart which is where my old office was um that bart station had to close because crews discovered a severed right foot of a woman who got struck but not killed by the train 22 days ago so she was on, on the track she got hit by the train 
Uh, obviously, the station closed then, 22 days ago. But just this mm-hmm. morning, for some reason, when the commute's getting started, her foot just showed up. That's all. <laughs> and then what's weirder is close. Maybe uh, it was trying to get a leg up on the morning commute. Hey, everyone. Now it's time for Mike with the weather. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, in San Francisco, the SFPD reported that a 14-year-old boy was on a muni bus. Uh, so this is a bus, not a, a BART train. Um, and he was at Park Presidio and Gary, and he had a knife pulled on him around 9, 10 p.m. Saturday night. Uh, basically, this 20-something man um, told him that he wanted his shoes. And then the boy's mm-hmm. like, uh, hell no. And then he's like, then give me your cell phone. The boy gave him his cell phone, but not the shoes. That and- makes actually total sense for a 14-year-old boy. The they s- love these goddamn tennis shoes. Do you think he has insurance on the phone? And he's like, I'll get that back, but not the shoes. Because I feel like kids won't just let up their let go of their phone really easily anymore. But I feel like a kid, especially a fourteen year old kid, sees the inherent value in shoes. Where I think a phone seems sort of not; they seem almost free to a kid. You think so? Yeah. The kids love their shoes, man. They and you're saying they don't love their phone as much. No, they love their phone, but they just figure I can get another phone. Hmm. Uh, the suspects all remain at large. Uh, they do know where the woman without the foot is, though. Um, the man descri- is described as six foot three inches, tall, black, mm-hmm. wearing a green hooded j- jacket. Um, what did the foot look like? He was also wearing tan military style boots, so he had shoes. Um, so that's my uh, transportation story. Maybe they were. Maybe they were nice shoes. What uh, stories do you have for me to choose from? Okay. Print it out. <laughs> well, you know if I don't print it out, yeah. like, my computer just fucking dies. You're just like TBN out. with their printed out prayers. You're like... <laughs> yeah, you know what? What I are they going to do with them? Are they going to, like, mail them to God? Well, yeah. Why were they even out? Like, right? They're just out there. That is weird. But I'll bet I'm going to go have, back. They probably have people that come in and like, oh, I'll take a few prayers. I got time this afternoon. My mom oh. is on like a prayer chain, but hers is over email. So like, Well, you she, know, they, they film there and Cameron and I want to go to a taping. Oh, really? Yeah. Can just the public go to tapings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. They have an audience and everything. And it's weird. It's like a Christian talk show so like the the guy comes out and he does like basically like a like a christian monologue it's like <laughs> give it up for reverend john Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba. and they he have a house just, band yeah <laughs> yes mike they do and he's like oh praise the lord everybody praise the lord hey uh, 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 you guys ever seen this president obama <laughs> You know, and you're like, oh, he's doing a monologue. Yeah. I think he's a Muslim. And does he do a cooking segment? (laughs) Cooking with Jesus? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Uh, Okay, Mike, I have two stories. I want you to choose between them. Ready? Okay. Okay. A 400-pound bearded woman stabbed man, police say. Ooh. Or clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Um, I'm going to go with bearded woman stabbing man. All right, here we go. Police are searching for a 400-pound bearded woman whom they believe stabbed a man in San Diego on Wednesday night. The stabbing occurred after the 39-year-old man walked up to a group to ask 
for a cigarette. <laughs> when he asked for a smoke, the woman demanded he get away from her things and stabbed him on the left side of his neck, according to police. She then fled southbound. The victim was taken to a hospital with a non-life-threatening injury. Authorities describe her as a white woman weighing about 400 pounds with a beard. She was wearing a white shirt and jeans. You know what? If she just went to Pride 48, she would just get lost in the crowd. I'm not going to lie. They're awful. Mike Lawson, my question to you. When was the last time you smoked a cigarette? Long time. I don't even know. But wait. Remember when a 400-pound woman like flees and they can't catch her? Mike, I'm telling you, if she went to a Pride 48 event, there was no way they'd find her. It would be like, remember in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they have Marion in, in, the, in the little uh, woven basket and they and she go around a corner and Indy, Indy falls right around the corner when he does. There's a whole sea of people with woven baskets on their heads. Yeah. It's like that. If she would have walked into a Pride 48 thing. <laughs> That's a long way for a joke. But also, like you said... Okay, so someone was stabbed in the neck, and that's not life-threatening? So, like, is it, like, scratched no. in the neck, or? Who knows? Did you see this video of, uh, uh, who cares about that dumb story? Did you see this video <laughs> of this Israeli, <laughs> of this Israeli news report? Uh, and this guy is, like, the guy's kind of hot, actually. The reporter puts on this, like, this company trying to promote their stab-proof vest. Did uh, you see this? No. This is this is by the way. This is like what the Christian talk shows like. Oh, did you see in the news that the Israeli put on a stab-proof vest? Did you see this? Did you see this in the news? Did you see this? True story. True story. Um, yeah. So then the the reporter puts on the stab-proof vest, and the guy's like, "I promise you, nothing will happen to you. We we stand by our product." And he stabs the guy with a knife, and it goes through the vest <gasps> and stabs the reporter. But the reporter's okay. In fact, the reporter doesn't even flinch. It's the guy who's like, "Oh my god, uh, I slipped or something." Oh, so he didn't stab where he was supposed to? I don't know. It doesn't really... You just watch the video and you'll see. The reporter, strangely, doesn't really care that much. God, Israeli guys are so hot. Anyway, remember when I used to smoke and um, you <laughs> would go smoke a cigarette and you would never inhale? Yeah. Good story. <laughs> well, Joe used to come to my apartment and we would sit on the steps outside. Yeah. Make fun yeah. of my uh, neighbors. Yeah. And smoke cigarettes. Uh, but yeah. I, I never inhaled. I just liked kind of s the smell of it. Is that weird? No, I still like the smell of it. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. <laughs> uh, what do you got going on next week, Joey? Oh, uh, I am, uh, well, actually, I have, uh, um, I was going to say, I was like, oh, I'm going to add this story in. It's going to be, I'm going to add this thing I'm doing this week. It's going to be so good. Now I can't remember what it is. Oh, I know what it is. During the, when we were gone for Christmas. Yeah. Friend of the show, Paul, um, I had a meeting where he works, right? So after the meeting, he and I got lunch. And, um, well, I have to say where he works, actually. So he works on the Disney lot, ABC Disney lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got lunch there, and he goes, "Oh, I need to stop by the gift shop." Not the gift shop. The they have a they have a Disney store on the lot. Yeah. Okay. Just you for can employees. get things there that only you can only get there. Oh yeah, we discussed that before. But also, friend of the show Paul gives a thirty five percent discount. Oh. So we go in, and they have all the Star Wars stuff, right? Okay. And 
I call my brother. My nieces love Star Wars. And I say, listen, are you looking for anything? He goes, oh, you know, I'm looking for the voice-changing helmets. And they have those? I go, yeah, they have a whole wall. Like, oh, my, how much are they? I tell him. He goes, oh, my God, uh, can you get one of each? And then with Paul's 35% discount, it was crazy cheap. I'm all, you know what? Because he goes, they're like $100 on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. So I go on Amazon. He's right. They're like going for like 80 to to $100. Because okay. you can't get these toys. Yeah. I go, you know what? I'm going to get rich quick. I buy so much. Like, I bought over $200 in dumb Star Wars toys. Okay. That I'm like, I'm going to sell these and make a giant problem. He's so rich, right? Yeah, I'm so smart. Do you want to know how many of these uh, actually sold? How many? One. <gasps> Why didn't they sell? Because I, I don't know. I don't, no one wanted them, right? Mm-hmm. So I was so upset about this. I was complaining to Paul about this. And I go, I go, uh, I go, oh my God, now I bought all, now I'm out $200. I have dumb, I have nothing but dumb Star Wars. Oh, my, it got even worse because when I was there, they were like, uh, you going to join the raffle? And I was like, oh, what's this raffle? They're like, if you stay till one o'clock, we're going to draw names. There's going to be three rare Star Wars toys that you can only buy if you win the raffle. I'm like, oh, and I won the raffle, by the way. So and I bought you more had toys. To buy more. <laughs> I had to buy them because I won this raffle. So, Mike, I try to tell Paul, I go, listen, now I have all these dumb Star Wars toys. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I go, oh, I go, I guess I'll just sell them for what I paid for them. He goes, just return them. Oh, yeah. I go, oh, yeah. I go, I have the receipt. He goes, take them back to the Disney store and get your money back. So anyway, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. So um, d- taking my the, to- the dumb toys, ba- Mike. I'm gonna be walking through the mall with bags and bags of toys. Do they any of? Oh, so you're sent- turning them, returning them to the real Disney store? Yeah. Do you- I asked already if I could do that. What if you don't have the receipt? Would they give you full price? I- oh, I don't know. You're right, huh? No, they probably wouldn't take. They probably I could, no. They probably give me store credit and I could buy what a dumb Mickey Mouse jacket or something. <laughs> so Mickey Mouse Letterman jacket. <laughs> I can buy. Like, oh, I can buy these presents for my boyfriend. So <laughs> he needs a stuffed animal. Yeah, here, boyfriend. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm doing that. I'm also taking friend of the show Beth to the Magic Castle. Her, she, and some people she wants to take to the Magic Castle. Uh, I'm also. Uh, oh. Ugh. Another story here. Shannon. I can't tell. This story is so long. I'm doing a, some sort of dumb music podcast with um, people who work on The Voice on Friday. Okay. Because you know me. I'm known for music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I be on a musician podcast with people who are known for music uh, who work on The Voice? Cool. Um, well, tell us about it when it comes out. Yeah, I need stories for next week. Cool. What do you got going on? Um, Joey, I'm going to Los Angeles tomorrow morning. I haven't packed yet, and my flight leaves um, like in seven hours. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I got to go pack and then go to sleep. Uh, but uh, Your roommate already Airbnb'd your room. Seriously. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Nah, they're not having people over in the middle of the week. Um, and okay. hopefully you and I are going to do dinner or something. We'll talk when, yeah. when we hang up from this. 
or when we stop no, don't don't stuff. pull this charade like you did last time no i'll tell you exactly what's happening because i already know my schedule so you can decide okay. what's up um so that's los angeles um i have a big press event on um next week uh the beginning of next week which is going to be exciting um some it's like stupid political stuff but like i get to meet fun political people Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a good chance I'll be in LA again next week, maybe. Um, and then this weekend I'm hoping, um, last weekend, I just had a really like disappointing and boring weekend. Um, kind of my own fault. Like I did, I had a plan to see some theater and then they were sold out. So I was like annoyed. So I planned nothing to do all weekend and I was bored and I would like to maybe like go on a date or do something with Steve this weekend, like actually do something. So. We'll see. Uh, but that's all I have planned. And you're not ashamed that Steve's so much younger than you? He's not that much younger than me. Oh, he's not almost 20 years younger than you? <laughs> no. <laughs> he is younger than me, but not that much. Steve will be 30 this year, and I will be 35. How do I break up with Cameron? Do you think I should break up with Cameron? I don't know that you guys are actually in a like really regular relationship. So how do you like do you have to end something that's not really like Well, what's a regular real relationship? Like you guys um hang out all the time, which I think we you hang do. out a lot. Yeah. yeah. You guys are romantic. What does that mean? Like you kiss and make out and do sex stuff. Well, I I I have we could talk about that off the show. Okay. And I don't know. I I just don't feel like I just haven't gotten the feeling that it's like a normal, regular start of a relationship. I agree with you. So it's hard to say like, oh, you have to end something if it hasn't like actually started. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hate it. Then end it. I will. But every time I try, every time I try to end it, he doesn't let me. Well, why don't you just, in your head, end it? Like, you guys have a friendship, like, and you want to keep that. Oh, you know you know what? I know, okay. Because every time I do say I want to end it, he just laughs and changes the subject. Yeah. And then he goes, no. He'll literally say no. And I go, oh, all right. So what are you going to do? But I think you're right. I think I'll just end it on my end. Yeah. And then keep doing and the friendship thing. And then he can do thing. whatever he does. Yeah. yeah. All right. It. I like your thinking there, Lawson. You're weird. Um, well, Joey, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike Lawson. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.